up everybody and welcome back to a time such as this podcast and you know what today's a great day today's a great day to remember how good god is and remember all the things that he's done for us because he's so good and so loving and so faithful and i'm super excited as usual super hyped up as usual about what today's episode is going to be about so as you know we're going through this identity type foundational building series as part of the mental health series Um, because as i've talked about you know when we talk about mental health and we talk about you know our um, stability in our minds we need to have this foundation that we can fall upon when we do start experiencing anxiety or depression if we don't have a foundation we're viewing ourselves our mental health our life um, the world through a lens that isn't um, as complete as it could be now obviously until we get to heaven we won't see any we won't see everything. We won't understand everything. Even Paul talks about that. He says, even now we see in part, but one day we will see the whole picture. Um, but what we do have is we have tools. We have the word of God to guide us, to mold us, and to point us back to our Father, the creator of the universe, Jesus, our Savior, brother, friend, our King, and the Holy Spirit who lives in us the same power that raised Jesus from the dead that helps us and reminds us of the things that Jesus taught and leads us into all truth and so we have these tools we have these um, powerful powerful scriptures um, because they are alive and active to teach us all the things we need to know on how to live this life so we're going through each week an attribute of God so that we can start to build that foundation of who God is and really dive deep into scripture and say, all right, God, please, as Romans 12 says, renew my mind, transform my mind, help me not to conform to the patterns of the world, but help me renew my mind. And we're going to do that through scripture. So go to scripture, go to scripture, go to scripture and ask the Holy Spirit to teach you because he will ask the Holy Spirit to help you and give you wisdom and understanding because as you read it he'll reveal things to you that are relevant to your life that will help you fill in the cracks in your foundation or help you build that foundation if you've never had a foundation in the lord before Um, and so that's kind of why we're doing what we're doing we need to know who our god is we need to know this creator of the universe we need to learn about him and grow in relationship with him it's just like when you meet someone new a new friend or or you start dating someone a significant other or even when you're married you ask questions and you learn what they like and what they don't like and their favorite things to do and um what really bugs them and um all these different qualities and traits about them and that's the same thing that we're doing with god we are in relationship with the creator of the universe and in order for that to grow we need to learn more about him and in turn he knows everything about us but we get to still share because he is a loving god and wants us to share you know first peter 5 7 says to cast all our anxieties on him because he cares for us So we get to come and talk to him um, and bring up these things that we're struggling with and be honest, just like David was. David was like, Lord, how long are you going to leave me like this? Like, this sucks. I'm sad. But then he goes back 
um, time and time again in, in these Psalms and says, but you are God, your unfailing love never ends. Your, your goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life. And so he reminds himself of that foundation. So that's what we're trying to do is to, you know, look at God's word as our example of how to approach God, how to learn about him, what the word says about him. And um, following that, after we kind of go through these attributes, we're going to talk about what the Bible says about us. Because when you have a foundation in who God is and who he says you are, then the way that you see the world would be radically changed. The way that you see other people will be radically changed. The way that you approach your relationship with God will be radically changed. And the way that you approach insecurity and self-esteem and um, even pride issues and all these different things will be radically changed. And that is a guarantee because I've seen it in my life and I've seen it in other people's lives who have gone through this process and who have given the Lord an opportunity to change their thoughts, to renew their minds, to undo some bad things and redo some good things and build that foundation. I think I might have mentioned it in the last um, episode, but it's just like the parable that Jesus taught about the guy who built his house on the rock and built his house on the sand. And when the storms of life came, which it was a it was a, a, a metaphorical storm, of course, but when temptations and trials and things came, the guy who had his house built on the rock, it did not fall. The guy whose house was built on the sand, this not very sturdy foundation, homeboy's house was gone. And so the same goes with our lives. We need a solid foundation of rock. Where Jesus is the chief cornerstone, as it says about the church, you know, we, we need to build our lives upon these truths, upon these foundational things. Um, and one, one thing I do want to mention, you know, especially when I talk about truth, there's a lot going on, especially in social media, that talks about your truth and my truth. Well, I just want to say that that's false right now. Because if you, d- if you literally go to Google and you ask Google, hey, Google, define truth. The quality of state or being truth, that which is true or in accordance with fact or reality. And so, you know, you could even look up define true. Let's do that. I didn't look that one up. In accordance with fact or reality, accurate or exact. Two things can't be truth. If my truth is that the sky is green and your truth is that the sky is blue, guess what? One of us is wrong. So that doesn't make it true, that makes it an opinion. And I just want to make sure that that we're on the same page with that because Scripture is truth. Scripture was given to us by God. And what God tells us is the thing that we can compare everything in life to as a scale to see its trustworthiness or its truth or not. And obviously there's a lot of people within Christian circles that have a lot of different opinions on things. That's completely different, but that that's a, a whole other topic that we can talk about later. But for the sake of truth versus not truth or something that is false, we have to remind ourselves that scripture is what it is. And it is truth and you can't change it. It, it says what it says. It is, it is authoritative in our lives um, because it says in John 1, 1 that Jesus was with God, was the word, the word became flesh, dwelt among us. And this word in Hebrews 4 is talked about as being alive and active, sharper than a double-edged sword, able to, you know, cut us down all the way between bone and marrow and soul and spirit, bringing to light everything that's done in the darkness. And so 
I say all of that as a preface, as a really long preface, to just say, um, you know, let's give God a chance to really show us who he is and be open and be humble to accept what he has to say. Um, because that's just where it starts. It just starts with being open. It just starts with giving him a shot. And he shows up every single time because he's good. He loves you. He wants a relationship with you. You just have to let him in. It says that anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And the Bible also says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's how it starts. As simple as that. And the rest will come as you learn to trust the Lord and as you learn who he is and as you learn who you are in Christ. And the enemy doesn't want you to know who you are. The enemy doesn't want you to know who God is. He wants you to be perpetually enchained and ensnared in the lie of chasing after your identity in everything but your creator. He wants you to find your identity in these self-care books, in your truth, in your feelings, in whatever you're feeling that day. And um, he wants you to find your truth, your value, your worth, and what other people have to say about you, what society says is acceptable or cool right now, or whatever the case may be. But when you say no to all of that and you give God a chance to tell you who you are, you will feel more alive than ever and you will be living out the true purpose that your soul, your DNA was created for. It's incredible. So without further ado, I will pray. We're going to talk about God being omniscient today, which means that he knows everything. Um, on that sheet that I had asked you guys or suggested to you guys to download or look at, um, that Moms in Prayer Attributes of God sheet. Um, their definition for omniscient is having infinite knowledge or knowing all things. And according to Merriam-Webster Dictionary, omniscient is having infinite awareness, understanding, and insight. So let's pray and let's get into it. I'm super excited. God is so good and he's going to move. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for just all of these attributes that we're walking through and that we're going through right now. God, I thank you for, despite us being these selfish beings who hurt other people and hurt you and hurt ourselves, God, you chose to still reveal yourself to us through your word and through your son and through your Holy Spirit. And God, I thank you so much that you love us and care about us so much that you want to have a relationship with us, that you want us to know you and that you want to know us. And so, Lord, I just ask that you would protect our minds from the evil one, Lord, that you would keep us in perfect peace as we trust in you, Lord, and that you would guard our hearts and our minds in you, Jesus, with your peace that surpasses all understanding. As we dive into these attributes that you've shown us um, in your word, God, and I pray that you would help us to remove anything in us that isn't of you, Lord, that isn't um, true. And I pray that you would just indwell in us and grow in us and deeply root in us the truth of who you are and of who we are in you, God. And I just ask Jesus that you would just rebuke any evil or any demonic or any um, you know, just evil spirits that are just bothering people today, Lord Jesus, that are oppressing people today, Lord God, that have been speaking lies into their ears, Lord Jesus. And I just ask that you would free them from that, Lord, that chains would break, that, that you would make them aware to the ways that the enemy is trying to come against them, God, and that you would strengthen them and uphold them with your righteous right hand, God. And I pray that they would put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, Lord, when these temptations and trials and fiery darts come, Lord, they may stand up and fight and win in the victory that you have already given us, God. 
I pray, Lord, that you would just empower us with your Holy Spirit. Lord, I just ask that your Spirit would come and, and, and dwell in us, God, that you would just... Um, Give us wisdom and understanding to read your word, Lord, and to know what you would have us know from this word. And God, I just ask that you would um, embolden us, that you would give us courage to go live out in the world, Lord, with this fiery passion for you and with power, Lord Jesus, so that we can go out, Lord, and, and set captives free, Lord Jesus, to rebuke demons, to heal the sick, to to bring salvation to the people that don't know you. And Lord, I just ask again that you would help us to build our foundations on you so that when the trials of life come, Lord, we know that our house will stand firm because it's built on you, Jesus. And God, I just thank you that you're omniscient. I thank you that you know everything and that you have infinite knowledge and understanding. And I just pray that you would reveal that to us today in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. God is omniscient. This one kind of freaks people out a little bit for a good understanding reason. Um, it used to kind of get to me. Um, I thought it was super cool that God knew everything, but there were some questions that obviously I have because I'm a very finite being. My mind has a capacity. God's does not. Um, but as Merriam-Webster's dictionary says, the word omniscient means having infinite awareness, understanding, and insight. God has complete understanding, complete awareness, complete insight, and unlimited knowledge. He knows everything. He knows all about you. He knows all about, you know, science, and he knows all about everything. He created it. He spoke it into existence. He's the one that designed everything, so he knows. Um, he is also knowing of everything that goes on in this world simultaneously. Um, he knows everything, and if we really break it down, it's kind of crazy because our brains um, don't have the capacity to understand that. Um, and I think that's kind of why, this is a side note, but I think that that's why our brains kind of suffer and there's so much anxiety right now in the world. Part of it is because we are constantly being bombarded with news and information of things that are happening around the world. It's good to know what's going on in the world, but to know every single little thing I don't think that our souls and our minds were meant for that because that that's a God thing. God is the one that is designed to know all things. He is the one that it has the ability and capacity to take in all of the evil of the world and know that it's going on um, and not have a mental breakdown like us. Um, it's very overwhelming, to be honest with you. I don't even really read the news sometimes. Um, every once in a while, I'll hop on the news app and I'll just scroll through and read some headlines and that's it. Um, and I don't do that every single day, um, but it is something that I, I do occasionally, and even that sometimes I'm like, okay, this is too much. But God is God, and he's, um, as we talked about last week, sovereign. He is superior. He can do anything. He is number one. He holds all authority, and now we know that he does that with infinite knowledge. So he can do anything and everything that he wants because he has complete insight. He knows all of the ways that, you know, something can take place. He knows all of the outcomes. He knows all of the perfect ways. It's kind of like, okay, this is a little bit nerdy, but if any of you have watched any Marvel movies, you will know that um, in the Marvel movies, when we, wow, man, what, what movie is it? I think it's Endgame, honestly. Um, but Doctor Strange told um, Iron Man, there's one way 
there's only one way that this can be done because I guess Doctor Strange which don't watch Doctor Strange first of all in my opinion it's very spiritually um sketch but um anyways we can talk about that another time but he basically has this ability um to see all of the possible outcomes and ways that something could happen and he was you know going through all of these different scenarios trying to see how um homeboy the big purple guy I forgot his name um Thanos could get taken out and there was only one way and he was telling Iron Man there's one only one way and then it you know the movie continues to progress and um he goes and they're in this massive battle scene and Iron Man is in this very interesting position where he has to potentially sacrifice himself for the sake of all of humanity. And he is in the middle of fighting Thanos and he looks over and Doctor Strange is just laying there all hurt and jacked up and whatnot. And he, he points the number one to remind him there's only one way and this is it. And so Iron Man does his thing and sacrifices himself. And he dies on behalf of humanity, defeats Thanos, the big ugly purple guy, and all the people that Thanos tried to destroy got brought back to life, and the world was restored. It's a very interesting parallel to the Bible, because Jesus died for all of humanity, and it was the only way that we could get right with God, and the the only way that humanity can be saved is through Jesus. And so it's a very interesting parallel, but my point in bringing all that up is, is Jesus, he, God knows, God knows all the ways of things that could happen. And he knows, um, exactly how to bring about a specific outcome because he knows all, and he has the authority to do that because like we talked about, he is sovereign, he's superior and above to others. And, um, there's a lot of really good scriptures that I'm going to read with you about God being omniscient. And again, kind of like what we talked about last week, we're going to be praying those scriptures over ourselves, but also um, back to God. Because when we pray scripture, there's something very powerful about it. It's like Jesus. He, you know, he was baptized, then the Holy Spirit came upon him, and the Lord says, This is my son, whom with I am well pleased. And then he goes out immediately to the desert for 40 days, 40 nights, and Satan comes and tries to tempt him. And every time Satan tries, Jesus says, but it is also written. He brings it back to scripture. So if Jesus did that, we need to follow in his example uh, because we need to imitate Christ and we need to live like Christ did. If Jesus was using scripture to combat the enemy, we need to also do the same. And so scripture is so powerful when we're trying to rewrite these ways that we've been thinking um, and rewrite Um, our brains because whether we like it or not our brains like to mess things up and like to believe things that are false most of the time it's for a comfort thing Um, but sometimes there's things in the bible that might make you uncomfortable to be honest with you Um, like the ones that say you have to love your enemies that one's a tough one because our enemies are enemies for a reason but man jesus loved his enemies enough that he died for them and half of us are not even willing to say a kind word Um, but that's a whole nother thing. But my point is, is as we read scripture and we, um, are praying and asking the Lord to change our hearts and to use scripture to reveal things in us that aren't good, 
Um, like Psalm 51, 10 says, Lord, create in me a clean heart and renew a steadfast spirit within me. And I think it's Psalm 139, <clears throat> Psalm 139 as well, but it says to uh, test me and know my anxious thoughts, see if there's any offensive weight in me and lead in the way everlasting. David's asking God to like, hey, check me out, check my brain out, check my heart out, see what's going on in there and tell me what it is and then show me the way I need to go. So to start out, we're going to be going to Psalm 44, verse 21. And again, I I, uh, I have my Bible, so here's some flipping pages. But we're going to go to Psalm 44, verse 21. And um, I'm going to read verse 20 as well. I think it's important for context for this one. But it says, If we had forgotten the name of our God or spread out our hands to a foreign God, would God not have discovered it since he knows the secrets of the heart? So... There's one. God knows everything and he knows the secrets of our hearts. There's nothing that you can say, think, feel, or do that God is not aware of, which can be a great comfort or also something that is scary. Because there's a lot of times where people are like, oh, God knows my heart. And it's like, yeah, he does. But there's also some really bad stuff in there. So are you sure you're going to boast about that? Um, But there's also times where it's like, man, Lord, like these people don't understand my intentions, Lord. But you know my heart. You know that I, I genuinely want what is best for these people. And so we have to be careful when we use that. But the truth is that God does know our hearts. He knows the depths of our hearts, the good, bad, the ugly, and all of the motives even of our hearts. Um, he knows that as well, which Hebrews 4 talks about. Next, we're going to go to Psalm 139. And this is a little preview of what we're going to be talking about after we finish the who is God part of this process. We're going to go through scriptures that talk about who we are. And Psalm 139 is one of the most um, important, I guess. Well, they're all important, but one of the most um, popular slash helpful ones so far. Um, But Psalm 139, 1 through 6, you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. Excuse me. You know, um, wait, you know when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all of my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before. You lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. God knows our thoughts. God knows what we're going to say before we even say it. And even David, he under, he admits, such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. He's like, Lord, I don't understand how you know everything about me. You just know. And it, it's too high for us to understand. But go read the rest of Psalm 139. It's super good. Next, we're going to go to Psalm 142, verse 3. When my spirit grows faint within me, it is you who watch over my way. Again, a lot of these are short, but just think about how they connect to God being omniscient or having infinite knowledge and knowing all things. God knows when our spirit is growing faint within us. He's the one who watches over us because he notices that. Um, Next is Psalm 147, verse 5. Um, great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding has no limit. And I love the verse behind that too, or both of them. It says he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He determines the number of stars and calls them each by name. He is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding has no limit, infinite in knowledge. He knows 
all of the stars by name and he knows how many there are. That's pretty insane. All right, next one. Isaiah 65, 24. Isaiah 65, 24. Before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will hear. God knows what you need before you even ask. And that's what this verse is really saying. Before they will call, I will answer. God knows what you need before you even ask, before you even need it. And he's able to provide. And I do want to bring up too the idea of why we're doing what we're doing and going through these attributes is to help us when we get to, um, of course, it's to have a better relationship with the Lord first and foremost and to know who he is, but it also sets us up to successfully and really soak in what God says about us. Because when we get to those scriptures, if we don't believe that God knows everything and is um, has all authority and is everywhere at once and is wise and... Um, and is just and never changes and is holy and is good. If we don't believe these things about God, how are we going to believe him when he tells us who we are? So in this case, God being omniscient and having infinite knowledge and knowing all things, when we start reading about, you know, him being our joy, the joy of the Lord being our strength, him saying, cast your anxiety on me because I care for you. If we don't believe that God knows everything, we're not going to believe that he knows how to comfort us. We're not going to believe that he knows how we're feeling or we're not going to be able to fully comprehend or believe that God knows, you know, that we struggle with these things. But God does know. He does see. He does know how you feel. Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane and was so stressed that he was bleeding from his sweat glands. He was sweating blood. And so I think, you know, we we kind of forget how relatable God and, and you know, through Jesus, of course, because of his humanity was, is, and he's relatable. And him being infinite in knowledge, he knows, you know, what we're going to say to him before we even say it. He knows what we're going to ask for. He knows that when we're having a depressive episode or we're going through a really anxious moment, he, he not only knows that we're suffering through that moment, but he knows how to help us and he knows how to comfort us. Um, I always go back to this verse, um, and I literally always forget if it's in first or second Corinthians. It is in second. I looked it up, but second Corinthians chapter one. He says, Paul, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves received from God. And if you hop down to verse 8 this is what's really important we do not want you to be uninformed brothers and sisters about the troubles we ourselves experienced in the province of asia asia we were under great pressure far beyond our ability to endure so that we despaired of life itself indeed we felt we had received the sentence of death but this happened that we might not rely on ourselves but on god who raises the dead he has delivered us from such a deadly peril and he will deliver us again. On him we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us as you help us by your prayers. And so connecting that to how God is omniscient, he knew that allowing this to happen and allowing them to go through a moment where they 
thought that they were going to die, that they thought that this was it, that they were um, despairing of life, they were fearful. He allowed it to happen so that they could be comforted by God and also so that they could rely on God for their their sustenance, for their um, for their hope. And it says, but this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. For them to really understand and say, wow, look it. Look what we know about God. And look what we can say about him. We can say that we trust him because he delivers us. We can say that that um, he knows all things because he allowed this to happen so that we would rely on him and not on ourselves. He knew exactly what they were going to go through. He knew that they weren't going to be able to handle it themselves, but God gave them the comfort they needed to go through it because God knows all things. He knows what you need to be comforted. He knows what, you know, your mom needs to be comforted. He knows what your friends need to be comforted. He knows us each individually and brings us what we need when we need it in order to fulfill the purposes that he has for us and in order for him to be glorified. It's it's absolutely incredible. Um, okay, let's continue and hop through some of these verses. Let's go to Daniel 2, 20 through 23. This is another good one. They're all good, but you know. <laughs> Daniel 2, 20 through 23. Okay, I went too far. Alright, 20. And this is Daniel's praise to God. He says, Praise be to the name of God forever and ever. Wisdom and power are his. He changes times and seasons. He deposes kings and raises up others. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what lies in darkness and light dwells with him. I thank and praise you, God of my ancestors. You've given me wisdom and power. You've made known to me what we asked of you. You've made known to us the dream of the king. God knows everything, and he's able to speak to us through dreams, through his word. He gives us wisdom. James talks about that. If you lack wisdom, you should ask God because he gives without finding fault. It says that God changes times and seasons, and he deposes kings and raises up others. God is sovereign, as we talked about last week. God allows leaders and rulers to be in place. He takes others out. He does what he wants because he knows all things. And on all of it is to make his people more like Jesus. It is to um, help other people know about his son and to receive salvation. And it is all moving towards Jesus coming back. And there are prophecies and things that need to happen. And the Lord knows. And so he makes it happen. All right. Next up. Matthew 6, 8. Actually, I'm going to go back to um, Matthew 6, 8. Oh, I read Matthew 6, 6 before, but let's read, read the whole thing. Matthew, 5, Matthew 6, 5 through 8 says, And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But 
When you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. He knows all things. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like the pagans, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for the Father knows what you need before you ask. Incredible. Matthew 10.30. So just a couple pages later. Verse 30. Let's uh, back it up just a little bit to um, verse 28. Do not be afraid of those who can kill the body but can not kill the soul. Rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care. And even the very hairs of your head are numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. God knows all things. He knows how many hairs on your head are numbered. He loves you and cares about you so much, which is why he knows that about you. And it says that not one sparrow falls without God knowing. And we're worth much more than sparrows. We're the only thing in all of creation that was made in God's image. All right, John 6, 64. Let's go over there next. Matthew 6, verse 64. Um, all right. So this is about many disciples deserting Jesus. So verse 60, on hearing it, many of the disciples said, this is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? 61, aware that his disciples were grumbling about this, Jesus said to them, does this offend you? Then what if you see the son of man ascend to where he was before? The spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of the spirit and life. 64. Yet there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus had known from the beginning which of them would, that, uh, which of them did not believe and who would betray him. Um, he went on to say, this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled them. God knows all things. He knows who will accept him and who will not. Uh, Romans eleven thirty three through 34. Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out. Who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor? Who has ever given to God that God should repay them? From him and through him and for him are all things. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Colossians 2, 3. Uh, let's go to verse 2. My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the fullness of of complete understand the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God namely Christ in whom all the treasures and wisdom and in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge and last but not least Hebrews 4:13 in Hebrews 4 oh, such a great chapter definitely should read that Hebrews 4, 13. Okay. Now,
nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight, everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. So going back to what we talked about earlier, having knowledge, having infinite knowledge and knowing all things, he's able to know what you're going through. He's able to know what you need to be comforted and know how to strengthen you so that you can continue to grow and fight and become stronger in this struggle against mental health issues. You know, I can talk about and remember, you know, how bad my anxiety used to be. When I first started struggling, I was constantly having panic attacks, anxiety attacks. I was leaving school early and just having a really rough time. And, um, you know, it's come and gone and it gets better and gets worse sometimes, but we're continuously moving up and progressing. And that's why I talk about how therapy is so important and, and helpful if you have a good Christian therapist, how being just devoted and entrenched in God's word and allowing him to transform and renew your mind is so important. Um, But also what's really important is what we're doing here is going through and learning about who God is. And eventually we're going to talk about what God says about ourselves so that it's one less area of attack when we're already struggling with these different issues and these different problems and these different thought patterns that we have. Um, And we can go and become stronger and become better because I can tell you right now, my anxiety is nowhere near where it was um, even a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, because the Lord continues to work on my heart, continues to show me scripture, continues to build on the work and the, um, the growth that has taken place through the Holy Spirit, through counseling, through asking hard questions, through challenging myself, um, through going back to God's word, to, through praying, um, all of these different things. And, you know, it may never go away. It may just be something that we deal with. Um, but we can know and trust that God is with us, that he will comfort us, and that he will give us the tools to live a life that is honoring to him in the midst of the struggle. So I love you guys. I hope you have a great day. Um, as usual, as always, if you have prayer requests, if you have a question, if you disagree, head over to my Instagram, Taylor Renee, R-E-N-E-E, Seer, C-Y-R, to talk, to chat. You can text me or call me as well if you have my number. And yeah, have a great day.